Welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast. I'm Zubeda Hamid, your host for today. I'm a reporter with the Hindu. This episode is part of our Expert View series on the In Focus podcast covering various issues related to COVID-19. We are now into the second week of a 3-week lockdown. Many parts of the world are in some form of lockdown with people being asked to stay home and limit all social interaction. Here in India, we have just started on a trend that many now say could be the new normal in terms of social interaction. This episode explores the question of mental health at a time like this, the toll that anxiety about the pandemic takes on people, the isolation that several but most particularly our senior citizens must be feeling acutely, and just generally what all of us can do to protect our mental health in these times. I am in conversation with Dr. Lakshmi Vijay Kumar, a psychiatrist with over 30 years of experience and the founder of Sneha, a suicide prevention center based in Chennai. To all our listeners, I hope you find this episode as useful as I did. Dr. Lakshmi Vijay Kumar, welcome to the In Focus podcast. India has now entered day 9 of its lockdown. Millions of people have not been able to leave their homes to visit friends or family or go to work. What does this do to our mental health? In a, in a pandemic like this, it is just not about health issue. You know, it's also about the psychological mental health issue and a social issue. And the fact that you're locked down and that you do not have access to your usual routine has a definite impact. In fact, uh, even this COVID researchers have done from China, they have found that people who have been under lockdown for couple of weeks with almost 20 hours at home and all that have started exhibiting anxiety and stress okay they have said about 40 to 50 percent of them have anxiety symptoms and uh, about one third of them develop have depressive symptoms uh, this study has come from the Wuhan region where it all started so it there is bound to be a lot of anxiety symptoms and depressive symptoms and for those who are in quarantine, they have found that post-traumatic stress disorder is very common. I see. Doctor, generally at a time of a crisis like a natural disaster, a flood or an earthquake, people mm-hmm. tend to band together. Communities mm-hmm. work together to help those in need. Mm-hmm. But in today's crisis, not mm-hmm. getting together or physical distancing is the need of the hour. Yeah. So does social isolation have a direct effect on our mental health? Yes, definitely. See, we have always had a saying, no, together we are, uh, you know, divided we fall, together we are successful. Now, it, it is the opposite. If, when we are divided, we are safe. And if we are together, we are likely to get an infection. So, this goes against the natural social instinct of a human being. And uh, so, the fact is, uh, th- there could be two things, you know. One is the fact that this social distancing for people who are probably more lonely and more uh, isolated and living alone, it will make them uh, more isolated because even the casual, uh, for example, an elderly person living in an apartment, mm-hmm. the casual encounter with the milkman or the newspaper man, even that is cut off, okay, which is uh, uh, which could make them feel more isolated. Uh, but on the other hand, the fact that uh, when compared to the previous epidemics, currently we have access to a lot of social media. So you could stay connected, you could talk to your friends and family. Right. 
and uh, feel connected. Correct. So it is using this social media effectively now is important. That is, you should you need to connect with your friends and family, and uh, you you won't feel lonely. But if you use it to connect with uh, and find out, you know, over exposure of. Uh, all the negative reports about corona which is happening you are likely to get more anxious so this is the absolutely the best time for judicious use of uh, social media and media. judicious use correct okay doctor um for many people right now the future is very uncertain mm-hmm. companies have already begun to announce pay cuts and no one is very clear about what is going to happen next so is our society going to see a lot of repercussions following this lockdown on our mental health and well-being absolutely uh, because uh, this pandemic is not like for example a tsunami or something like that okay which happened quickly and went and people just need to deal with it and they pulled their socks and dealt with it so this during the pandemic you have a lot of issues like isolation quarantine uncertainty about the health uncertainty about your health your family's health so all that anxiety coupled with the problems of how or what are the economic repercussions of that many people are likely to particularly the daily wage workers are not having uh, economic uh, resources to carry on That's true. job cuts pay cuts you know the economic recession has always resulted in more and more depression and suicides you know we have any number of see it is a kind of a for example if you take suicide per se during times of war and crisis like the people kind of band together and the suicide rate comes down but during times of economic crisis the suicide rate doubles oh, oh, okay. okay and this is a potential where do you, this is a crisis but you cannot band together you cannot direct that's support true. from that's another true. you are lonely and then you have economic repercussions also added on top so we are afraid that this is going to cause serious uh, issues doctor what is there any research linking disasters or epidemics and their effects on mental health doctor how yes, how do yeah been. how does a society change following a crisis such as this in terms of mental health and well-being see, this is a kind of see we have uh, enough knowledge about mental health following disasters okay for example mm. we have had many disasters we have had the tsunami we have the bhopal gas tragedy yes we have had the odisha cyclone we have had the earthquake in lucknow yes. you know so many other uh, things have happened and we have, there has been enough uh, research from the india itself on uh, on these um following these national disasters and man made disasters yes. also what has been found is that a uh, majority of the people are able to be resilient and calm, okay. okay because it is just that one thing which is affecting them okay that area correct whereas this is a different uh, kind of a disaster because it affects the whole country and okay? the world <laughs> and the yes. world and it affects your lifestyle yes and it and the fact is it the uncertainty of yes. it so you had an earthquake fine it you know you could deal with it you had a tragedy you had to deal with it but here we do not know how long it's going to prolong how long we have that to, is the issue uh, yes uh, that that the uncertainty actually you know as human beings we all like to be in control yes. okay 
and when you know that you don't have any control over this, mm-hmm. your anxiety level is bound to go up. So uncertainty is uh, definitely causing a huge amount of anxiety and uh, worry and uh, tension. Doctor, we spoke a little bit about social media and how people can stay connected at a time like this through the internet. Uh, but that is for a certain section of our, our society that has access to the internet. What happens uh, to the millions in our country uh, who do not have these resources, and how does um, the economic uh, the uh, the economic downturn as well as this affect their mental health? Yeah, sure. Fortunately, I think we have a fairly uh, widespread use of the uh, mobile phones. That's true. That's true. Okay. And even in the lower economic strata, uh, many of them have access to mobile phones. And uh, no? uh, so, to, some, to a large extent, our country is connected, but there is certainly a huge number of one, one say, let's say, one third or one fourth of the population who are not having this access to mobile phones, also. Yes. Okay? And for them, but Fortunately, I think if you look at it, quite a sizable portion of them live in rural areas. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in these rural areas, the social structure is stronger, the social bonds are stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we hope this COVID has mostly been initially just started out from the, uh, from the urban areas because most of the people were going abroad and coming into urban areas. Yes, yes, areas. yes. Okay. So, by and large, the rural areas were uh, slightly protected, but not anymore mm-hmm. now because of the dispersion. Okay. So, uh, the social bond and the structure of a village and uh, the social connectedness which happens there uh, could probably be a, uh, a protective factor. But at the same time, the fear of the virus has made even educated people stigmatize people who who are like, likely to have been exposed or even if you do not have a coronavirus simply because you have gone to a particular place or you have been in contact with somebody you are one of the 77 contacts of a positive case uh, you know we have we have witnessed the uh, villagers shunning them see for example these migrant workers the villagers are not taking them because they have been and worked in big cities. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the stigma, doctor. How how uh, how will this affect people going forward? Because as more and more cases are coming out, there are bound to be more and more contacts of those cases. Mm-hmm. So I think this stigma is something which we need to address immediately at, at the beginning itself. Otherwise, already they are facing, you know, the vulnerable people are facing, you know, turmoil in their lives. And to be rejected by their own family, their village, their clan, and everything, it is quite a, a grim picture. See, we need to be safe. You know, the quarantining or home uh, quarantining or isolation is for the protection of the person and the family. Okay, it doesn't mean that they have done something. This is the kind of uh, how shall I say? Hysteria, which we saw when we had HIV first, you know, people used to stigmatize. Uh, the, yes, yeah, people living with HIV yeah, yeah. or AIDS. Yes. And, uh, but slowly, 
through public education, people became aware and now people are more willing to come for treatment. The problem is, the more and more you stigmatize, the more and more people who are having symptoms would refuse to go and get uh, uh, tested. And that treated. in turn may lead to cases being missed, yeah. right? And, uh, and, uh, they would refuse to go and tested or treated and that would um, you know, lead to cases being missed, yes. Doctor, let's talk a little bit about many people who have been before this lockdown was announced, they might have been accessing mental health services and might yeah. not be able to do it because of the lockdown. Some yeah. states and some organizations like the Nas National Institute of Mental Health and Neurosciences in Bangalore have launched helplines to provide teleconsultations. Is yeah. this going forward, will we need more such resources and infrastructure to be set up in our country? Absolutely, not only for during the time of pandemics, because may, the mental health services are by and large, if you look at it, mostly located in the urban areas. The rural areas are poorly serviced. So telemedicine has been, uh, oh, what shall I say, uh, on the cards and a lot of them have been training and telemedicine has been started by many organizations and doing successfully. But it was not regulated. Now the union government has come out with the, you know, the telemedicine is possible. The only issue for us as psychiatrists is majority of our drugs are, uh, ex, you know, uh, under uh, prescription only. I see, okay. I see. So, even if we can have a consultation, the prescription needs to be given to the patient for him to be, because it comes under schedule. So, that will pose a slight problem in terms of physically uh, giving a prescription. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Scheduled drugs, uh, many of the drugs of psychiatric drugs or scheduled drugs. So that is a problem, but I'm sure we would come overcome that also because uh, for particularly for people with the underlying psychological conditions, if adequate and regular uh, medication is not available, the chances of relapses are more and that could have a huge impact on the family. I see. Doctor, uh, tell, talk to us a little bit about senior citizens. The government has told us that they are the most vulnerable to coronavirus disease. And also in our country, while many of them do stay in intergenerational families, a lot of them also stay alone with their families in another city or in another town. At this point in time, when they both have to be protected from the disease and they could be, and, and for, in, for that reason, they have to be socially isolated. What, what are the repercussions this could have on their mental health? Yeah, it has a serious repercussions uh, because a elderly they have more physical problems. Yes, okay? yes. And more, the more elderly they have more. Uh, the I mean, depression increases with age. Depression or anxiety increases okay. with age. And then you have physical problems, yes. and then you are living alone. Yes. Okay, and it is a perfect combination to get more anxious and depressed. Okay. Okay, and you're isolated. Yes. Okay, and you can't go to your family also. Yes. You can't uh, have anybody else coming in. That's also. true. Actually, what is more pathetic is that there are many elderly people who have a lot of disability who are dependent on carers. On caregivers, yes. Yeah, and these caregivers are not able to travel and do the uh, do their look after the look after yes. them. So I've known a few people who have gone hungry and have been at the uh, mercy of neighbors and things like that till some, you know, uh, 
things till some system comes into place and, uh, and this is the time when they need to feel safe okay and unfortunately this virus also seems to have a higher mortality for older yes and because they have, many of them have hypertension, they take some medication and there is some suggestion that people on ACE inhibitors are like the viral virus multiplies faster and things like that. So, uh, maybe this is the time for, uh, what should I say, uh, a neighborly uh, stretching out of hand to the elders in your community, okay? Only thing is, you cannot do it physically. At least you can do it uh, by telephone or you know, things like Reaching that. out to them, yes. Yeah. Doctor, many countries, uh, at least a few countries, have begun to uh, announce extended shutdowns. Mm -hmm. And um, what will this mean going ahead for human interactions and for relationships that primarily depend upon seeing each other? What is, will the distinction... Be, I, was, I was talking to a researcher who has done some work on isolation. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she, she's in Boston University and I was talking to her just a couple of days yes. back. And we were discussing exactly the same thing. Okay. Now, what is going to happen to humans? Is our attitude going to change? Is our behavior going to change? What are, what are we going to do? Yes. And the fact is, we do not know. Okay. okay. It can it can go both ways, okay? It can go both ways in that sense that people will become more withdrawn into ourselves, become more socially isolated, uh, you know, have clear boundaries of who will come home, who will not come home, you know, uh, things like that, okay? Mm -hmm. you, we could become more lonely. Okay. Or this phase has made us sit up and think that what is important in life is our net communications and our families and friends okay. and invest more on that rather than on individual pursuits. Okay. So we could either uh, start connecting more or we could start connecting less, one of the two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is not a good answer, but the fact is we really do not know because we haven't come across this kind of uh, so many billions of people under lockdown. Yes. Okay. We have had small isolated cases of isolation and all that. But this has the potential to change human behavior. Because it's an unprecedented unprecedented yeah. situation throughout the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Doctor. So you could get all your priorities right. Yes. Okay. And you can say, okay, I don't need to hoard. Okay. I don't need to go for bigger cars. You know, have good food, good family, good health. You know, things like that people can reorient themselves to that way or people can say you know become more insular uh, doctor one last question um many of us do not know what the next few weeks are going to bring for us could you talk to us a little bit about what the signs of stress and anxiety are that we can look look for in ourselves and in our family members and what are the steps that we can take to protect our mental health and well-being the first thing which will is that your sleep may be disturbed okay, okay. your constant obsession about anxiety about your health or your family's health may take precedence yes okay. you may not even feel like eating okay. yes you may feel that uh, 
don't have control over anything so why do anything at all okay okay and uh you may start fearing the worst and start hoarding things and you know um, panic buying has already started panic yes buying hoarding and uh, you may become and what has happened is this close uh has if the family had been fairly stable they have been able to get along if the family already had some frictions this kind of close proximity had exacerbated it and there have been many conflicts in the family domestic violence has increased in many situations yes okay and the sudden closure of alcohol has led to a lot of alcohol withdrawal uh, convulsions Correct. and uh, yes Uh, and that has led to domestic violence and so yes. on and suicide also i'm sure you have read that there are two or three people who have committed suicide because in their alcoholic confusion they didn't have alcohol and it just died mm-hmm. okay. the signs of stress could be as i said lack of sleep yes. lack of appetite lack of interest in anything uh, 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 obsessive fear about contamination and excessive washing and uh, uh, you know Uh, sterilizing, trying to sterilize everything, mm-hmm. and it's uh, increased use of smoking, alcohol, and things like that. Okay. Yes. Increased temper tantrums, irritability. Okay. okay. Crying spells. All this could be uh, symptoms. And what are the steps that we can take, doctor, to protect our mental health? So the what we need to know is we cannot control the external situation, but we can control ourselves. Okay. Okay. So first is to keep yourself physically, mentally, and socially active. Okay. okay. So physically active, even if you are in a confined space, you can walk around the room or walk around the garden or go and up and down the stairs of that apartment for at least half an hour every day. For some physical so, outlet. Okay. for a f- for physical exercise yeah some form of physical exercise yoga meditation all that will definitely okay and then you have to keep yourself mentally busy also there are many people who are working from home that's fine but if you are not working from home then you so an, an opportunity for you to learn something you know you can learn uh, there are there are so many people who are offering free online courses you know you always wanted to learn a language or a song or a drawing or painting everybody is offering free online courses now that's true lots of people are doing that yeah so you can uh, stimulate yourself by doing online thing and third thing is definitely uh, restrict your media watching okay. okay choose two or three reliable sites and just see that okay don't uh, spend excessive time on media spend 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes in the night and you choose wisely the reliable sites okay don't go to all the unnecessary sites in media this is absolutely the right time to restrict your media consumption okay okay i'm sorry if i'm saying <laughs> no that's okay that. doctor <laughs> and socially as i said use all the social media Uh, tools you have at your at your thing to connect with people whom you care about, your friends and relatives, uh, and keep in touch. Not to uh, 
spread fake news and things like that. Okay, okay. And uh, the other thing is, you have oh, what is important is to have a regular routine. Okay, routine helps. Yes, because many people's routines have been disrupted now. Yes. Yeah, so routine helps a lot. So have a, have a re- regular routine. Now get up at this time, go to bed at this time, eat at this time, have a rest at this time, watch TV at this time, read a book at this time. Now have a schedule. And we are all creatures of routine. So if we have a routine, we feel more in control of ourselves. Okay. okay. The more stressed you are, your immunity will come low and you are likely to get infection. Okay. okay. And the second thing is, the people who get really panicky are people who get a little bit of cold cough. The whole family gets panicky. Right. So we have a lot more common cold than That's true, doctor. Okay. So just be uh, cognizant of that. Okay. Okay. And finally, we found that people who are, there are two things which help them, people to cope during this difficult phase. One is from the government side that if you give accurate information, for that particular locality, region, state or something, with accurate information of cases, accurate sources of health and provision of health, the anxiety level in the population comes down. I see, okay. And that is important. Mm-hmm. The second thing is that if you are able to help somebody else, a little bit of altruism makes you feel very good. Okay, that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, if you are, if you are able to help even your a watchman or a maid by giving something, you know, by cooking for them or giving them something, you know, that that makes you feel really good. So we have to take care to do these kinds of things to get through this period. Yeah. Okay. Okay, doctor. Thank you very much, doctor, for speaking to us. Not at all.